Welcome to the Grow Love Live podcast, weekly content and conversations aimed to inspire and equip you to grow in the gospel, love like family, and live on mission in the everyday stuff of life. I'm Matt Nuncio, and I'm here with Dominic Carlson. Great to be here. Wait, (laughs) do you like the ring to that? Do you like the way that sounds? I've never uh, heard my name so eloquently said. (laughs) Just don't know where I begin anymore, Matt. Bro, we are so commingled on this thing. Where do we end? Where do we begin? It's just, Matt Nuncio, this is my new new normal. (laughs) Actually, I think I would be a horrible Nuncio. I don't, uh, I don't want to do that to the family. Come on, you're part of the family. Man. I don't want to bring dishonor to the Nuncio family. Messengers of good news. <laughs> come on, here we are. Oh, well. Speaking of good news. Speaking of good news, uh, we've got some fantastic news here. You know, we want to make it entirely easier. Entirely easier? Is that a good way to say it? I don't know. Uh, we want to make it easy for you guys, our listeners, to communicate with us. So we are on Twitter now, and we've got a little email. Oh, Dude, Twitter. Tweeters. Uh, yeah, hit us up on Twitter, listeners. If you guys have questions, feedback, all caps encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, the most encouraging place. Yeah, we thought, where can people, like, where does the, the spirit of encouragement really live and thrive? And we're thinking, let's do Twitter. Yeah, that, that's, as we prayed and fasted about it, Twitter was <laughs> the obvious candidate. Yeah, so hit us up on Twitter, at Grow Love Live Pod, at Grow Love Live Pod. Or email us at growlovelive at gmail.com. And yeah, I just want to open up the lines of communication. You know, let's, have, let's kind of cultivate this relationship. It's a community. It's a conversation. We want to hear from you. It is. So our moms and wives are talking to us and letting us know. <laughs> we want to expand that to yeah. you guys now. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, hit us up with uh, any anything that you guys got. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, our listeners. Uh, before we jump into today's topic, which is the topic of story. Ooh. Ooh I got a story for ya. Here's a story. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, so before we, <laughs> before we get there, we thought we could just get warmed up with a little bit of our own story here, Dom. So Ooh, Ready to get deep. To get deep, get vulnerable. Are you ready for this? I think yes. you are. I yes. think you are. I'm ready. Uh, what is something that you loved as a kid, but as an adult, you cannot stand? <laughs> <laughs> mm, there's so many ways to go with this. Because there's things as kids, man, we are obsessed with. Oh, and then man. we, for whatever, for whatever reason, we just can't get far enough away from them as an adult. And conversely, there's things that like I couldn't wait to do as an adult. And then they're not that cool, actually. <laughs> uh, the first thing I think of as like a kid, I think of like the food category, honestly. Mm. Like, okay, lay it on me. Growing up, I just remember like saving my pennies and <laughs> couldn't wait to like grew up in Little Italy. So I... Right there downtown, Walk Kettner Boulevard, there's Sunshine Market. And just like the bottom, the bottom rack was like all the five cent candies, you know what I mean? Ooh. And, uh, what are we talking about? You know, they had like the atomic fireball, like the cinnamon, <laughs> worst thing ever, cinnamon, uh, toothpicks. Those were weird, but I <laughs> chewed on them anyway. You know, we had the candy cigarettes that, uh, yes, <laughs> the bubble gum and you blew them. That's you like thought, when you officially become. I don't know, an 11 year old, or not a teenager. <laughs> I don't know but. what parents were thinking. Like, you're walking out, like, yourself some candy. Because <laughs> you'd blow it, the yeah. sugar would look like smoke. You'd yeah. go, it's so cool. Someday. Just but, building your testimony. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. But the one thing I think of is like Fun Dip. Oh, bro, Fun Dip. Yes. Fun Dip was like, let me add that to my water, and I got like a drink. <laughs> let me like just lick the bag. It's just a bag of sugar, is okay. all it was. But the stick. 
Did, what are your thoughts on the on the fun dip stick? I mean, the best part, the no, dip stick. <laughs> Dude, that <laughs> thing was, was nasty. Awful. Yeah, it was like throwaway. But but you were like also like, I'm like, am I supposed sugar. to be eating this? It's sugar, so I could. I haven't had a fun dip in I don't even know how, and I think I would probably be like. It just sounds awful at this mm, point. I'm so. a little tired of fun dip lately. No, <laughs> <laughs> I just puts it in your lunchbox. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was like the, the you know it came with like three or four flavors in each pouch. You know, yeah. If you, had, the, and if you the, had the quarter, you could get that. If you had the nickel, you just got like the little. Yeah, the single. Yeah, so, but dude, like the stick, I just like bypassed that thing and just started pouring it <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> Forget the stick. I think it's nasty. I think the stick is the only thing that separates that from a pixie stick. I guess, like, you yeah, know yeah. <laughs> We so, don't want you to pour the sugar directly in your yeah, mouth. You want you be, to moderate that, and put it on this disgusting. Yeah, that would be over the top. How about you? Oh man. Uh, man. You okay. Loved Ooh. as a kid, but can't stand as an adult. Dude. First thing that comes to my mind, sleepovers. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't wait. Sleepovers were like the mission. I was like, oh, mom, man. can we have a sleepover? Please, please, please. Can we have a sleepover? And now, are you kidding me? That sounds so horrible. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like the worst thing ever. And dude, like, believe it or not, in the last like couple of years, there's been numerous times where there's, there's a, a couple of friends who you're hanging out late at their house. Like, yeah, dude, don't drive home. We've got an extra bed. We've, you can stay on the couch. Like, like as though that's good news. And I'm like, who, are you kidding me right now? Who are these friends? In your life? <laughs> they were going to go unmentioned are they, uh, for are, their own protection. Do they live in like another state or you they, think, yeah, Hey man, we don't want you to drive uh, 12 hours to get home tonight. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. And, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But dude, I'm 15 minutes away. <laughs> I yeah, your couch as as comfy as your couch is, man, or as even your guest bedroom as that's that is so nice. God bless you. Thank you. No chance at all. Like, wow. Because the yeah, spending the night somewhere. There's not like some preparation. As a kid, you're like, dude, I'll just show up as is with my fun dip, and I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Like now that there's like there's there are essentials you got to bring with you and it's it's your own pillow it, <laughs> it's a it's a process so yeah couldn't wait to have those as a kid can't stay far away from them as far i can't stand them now as an adult well they're coming again my daughter just had one the other day so <laughs> you get to live vicariously through your kids and be the host of those sleepovers <laughs> oh yeah well all right. Well, th- I mean, that's just a little part of our story. So- I feel so exposed now. <laughs> <laughs> so now, but yeah, we we change over time. Things that we loved as kids, mm. we we grow, we we change. We realize like there's better ways to live. There's your own bed to sleep in with your own toothbrush to brush your teeth and all the. But we change, and really, this taps into the today's topic. And we want to talk about the role of storytelling, mm. specifically telling our story mm. and listening to the stories of others. Uh, and really, super specifically, we've, how does the what's the importance of story in the context of discipleship and growth as a Christian, growth in Christ? How does our story, like what what role does our story play in that process? Because it does, mm. it does. And so let's just start really quickly, Dom. Uh, what it, the, just the power of stories? Why are stories important? Why are they so powerful? Because they are, right? Yeah, I think they are. I mean, I love the topic because, I mean, we spend a lot of money to have stories told to us. You know, we have subscriptions to Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max, or you borrow the password from somebody. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, but we, uh, 
are constantly looking for stories to entertain and to tell us narratives and give mm. us information. And so uh, there's no doubt that we are formed for story. I, I love Donald Miller. He started this uh, a company called Story Brand. And I don't think it's new to him, but I love the way he said it, is that the, the purpose and the power of story is that it takes clutter and brings clarity. So it takes all these maybe seemingly random thoughts or just a, a bunch of stuff going on and bring some sense of order and clarity to things to help us connect to something, you know, mm, that's good. A, another way he says that is like, it's like if we just went outside and just heard a bunch of noises, it's just noise until there's rhyme and structure and frame. And now we call that music. And mm. I was a junior high teacher. I taught junior high and high school music. Mm, um, another, formative time right another there. Another lifetime, many, <laughs> many moon ago. And my first class, I walked in and I remember there was 54 junior hires with guitars in their hand. Oh, just perfect. a sweet noise. And, and they were all, probably all perfectly tuned. All in tune, all knew that they were doing it, beginning guitar. Working as a team just together. Yeah. Incredible. So it was just a bunch of chaos and a bunch of noise. And, you know, you'd walk in and go like, oh my gosh, you know. And so eventually after teaching form and structure and tuning and rhythm and mm. and just basics like that, all of a sudden, like this incredibly moving piece called Mary had a little lamb would come out of there, <laughs> you know, Oh, to joy oh, and the tears that would flow, you know, and parents Beautiful. would weep and, uh, <laughs> and that's, you know, months of work of ne 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 ne. like I'm a little tra- traumatized still, but so the sense of like taking chaos and clutter and bringing clarity. I think this, the power of story has that capacity and we're all looking for that and longing for that in some way. Yeah, just it, it's built in. It's baked into the cake as humans. We look at all the things that are going on, the the, the, the dots, as you said, mm-hmm. the, and we want to make sense of them, uh, of all the random things. I think about um, uh, when when before there were movie theaters, before there was even written books, before all that, there was the sky, and the sky is filled with stars. Mm. And a moment ago, I couldn't remember the word, uh, what they're called, uh, when the stars... Constellations. 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 Uh, they would look into the dots in the sky and they would be like, oh my goodness, look at all these things. They had to create stories out of it. They made sense of them. And so they create these characters and there's storytelling that happens. And so it's kind of cool. Like that's, it's just built in. We just can't help but to do that, to make sense of a lot of these seemingly random things uh, and to make it tell a story. It's just, so it's just part of who we are and what we get to do is to look back at our own lives and to make sense of what are all these experiences, all these things that we've gone through, what are they, what stories is being told here? All of the, all of the series of little stories uh, throughout our lives, how can we make sense of it? And then to be able to share that with someone else. And so, and that's important because as we share stories, as I get to hear more of your life, Dom, mm-hmm. I get to know more of who you are, what God has been up to in your life, who, what made you, you, and now there's more of you to love. You know, I, I get to I get to see and experience more of, of who you are, and there's more of you to love and to know, and vice versa. And so, stories they connect us, they bond us. Uh, but so that that's great. That's all. That's all. That's all good and fun there. But let's just talk about this. Why is telling our story important? Mm. You know, why not just shrug it off as dude? That's just cool. That's just like whatever. That's what happened to me. Like, why is telling our story important? Um, specifically. Again, in the context of, you know, to put this in the framework of the whole, like this podcast is grow, love, live. And part of this is growing the gospel, loving like family and live on mission. Mm. So 
telling our story, it, it plays an important part of the, this way that we can love each other like family and live on mission. Uh, so that, so it's very appropriate there. But what is, why is it important to tell our story? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think first, it, it, the importance of personally understanding my story. So if the idea of like clutter to clarity um, is happening in me, like the clutter, the, the narrative of my life of over these decades of life, mm. all these seemingly events that don't necessarily connect, I'm looking for some golden thread. So I, I think like at the base level, we're all looking for like understanding and purpose and what does my life mean and what is it, how does it matter and all these kinds of things and understanding it from the framework of the gospel. For me, it's like if I can understand and bring clarity to the clutter of the narrative of my life, now I can all of a sudden now with the gospel lens, look back and see something very differently. Like, Oh wow. In light of the gospel, I can see that God's been working in my life since that mm-hmm. time. He gave me that family. He, allowed me to grow up in that place. Here's a lot of hardships and here's the climax of the story. And like, here's where redemption comes And There's just all these beautiful moments of like, now I'm curious about my own life in context of the gospel of like, um, I want to understand what God's doing in me. And then now as I'm growing in self-awareness of, and, and growing in my emotional intelligence, now I can look around and think of like, socially how are people receiving me and mm-hmm. how am i sharing my story because it is that bonding moment so how do i tell my story in a way that matt and i can bond you know better together and how we can understand the gospel and in, in a different lens or a different framework so there's a lot of fun in that of like god is a storyteller <laughs> and yeah. we got this beautiful narrative and i'm one part of that piece now grafted into the family and so he gives this powerful tool to like help me understand who I am in him and then help share that to help others people be informed in that. Does that, does that make sense? So there's this like, there's this thread in my life that leads to a bigger thread that's happening mm. in his story. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. His story, his story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think telling story is important. Like if, if again, we connect through that, man, now that I know your story, I want, I'm more curious about who you are. I want to hear more about that. Yeah. It makes me understand the gospel, maybe in a different way that I never would have before. Yeah. And we talk a lot about identity on this podcast and really what we are saying is like the story of our life. And we are, we are all formed by a story. Mm-hmm. And I love that you, you're talking about the story of God. We'll just call that capital S story. Uh, and our lowercase S story, uh, you know, to make sense of it, we need to understand God's story. Uh, the capital S story, and we are all, it's in a, it's inevitable, everyone. Like, you you are formed by a story. And the question is, what story are you allowing to inform your life? And are you, under, do you understand how, how, how your story fits into God's story? And there's, and it's, it's, it's an important thing to, for us to understand those things because we are, we are, we're not neutral here. We're going to live out whatever we believe to be true about who we are. So it's so important for us to understand the story of God and then how that shapes our story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about you know, just throughout, uh, like I, Dom, I hear you talk about this verse a lot, Psalm 145 mm-hmm. and how, what a beautiful picture that is of us 
of one generation commending the works of God to another generation and to another generation. And it's really, they're transmitting the, the story of God's faithfulness and what he has done and his rescue and his deliverance. And that was being shared from one generation to the next, to the next. Like there's, this is a people, God's people, Israel, his chosen people were shaped by the work of God of his re- rescue, his re- redemption, his deliverance. That was what defined them. And so it was so important for that story to be shared from one generation to another. Say, hey, we need to talk about, here's who you are. Here's who we are. Here's what God has done. Totally. And so, the, the, you know, the same thing is true for us today is here's who we are. <laughs> here's what God has done. Yeah. Here's, and this, that all will shape and dictate how we live our lives. In totally. Now. Makes me think of even just like Israel talking about the coming Messiah. Mm. For generation after generation, they're going, this is what he's going to be like. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is the kind of savior that's coming. He's, he's going to be like this. And, and just a very oral tradition of telling story of like, my grandma used to tell me about what the Messiah is going to be like, mm. and this is what he's going to be like. You know, and it's so sweet. Like, yeah. wow, God could have used any vehicle to like help pass those information on. But I think the power of story and why also is it, I think it takes something that's just factual and now helps me connect, you know? So very like a very, just two C words, like a clinical view of of like something. I, okay. I have all the facts versus like now I'm, I'm connected to it. So mm. I think about, um, I remember watching Save It Private Ryan. I was like 18. Save it? Saving Private Ryan. Save it. Save it, Private Ryan. It was a a parody. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. And I I remember, like, I worked at a clothing store and went and saw it, like, afterwards. Like, after work. Okay. Mission Valley. AMC, whatever. <laughs> Part of the story, okay? <sighs> Save it, Private Ryan came on. and but, but so before that, I had all these facts. Like if I paid attention in school, whatever. Like I did several history classes. And I had all the facts about what was happening and who was fighting and why they were fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written essays or papers on it. But then now I'm sitting in there in the movie's playing. And I remember like audibly watching the scene on the beach where everyone just it's chaotic and and it's loud and it's like, it's so intense. And I remember audibly just going like, that's enough. (laughs) Like, like, okay, that was enough. And obviously it's like pales in comparison to like the, Mm. the men that were serving there, like at that time, you know, like there was no way out and I had to watch it for 10 minutes or however long that scene was. But all of a sudden it was something like just clinically factual, to like now I'm experientially connecting with it mm. and it was way more visceral, like vibrant. I mean, I'm talking about it all these years later, like it, yeah. in my head going like, wow, I'm connected to that story in a way that I never was beforehand. So just the power of story and, and why we tell it's a story worth telling. Yes. So when we talk about sharing our story, we, and we've mentioned this already, the story of God, capital S story. Uh, of God and then how that informs our story. And so I think it'd be good for our listeners to, you know, kind of to, to walk away from this episode with some kind of framework. Like if we're going to just, you know, A, learn the story of God and B, learn how to tell our story uh, in, you know, along the same lines as the story of God, you know, what would that look like? And so, uh, you know, one thing that we, we've done here uh, and with our groups and stuff here at Seacoast is to teach, train, equip our our people to tell their story, uh, 
you know, to tell their story along the, the same line, the template of the story of God. And so the question is, well, what's the story of God? What's mm. that template? So I thought we could just review real Love quick it. what that is and then uh, kind of build on from there. Story time with Matt. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> uh, yes, the story of God is really, uh, there's four chapters, if you could say, the narrative arc of the story of God. It's creation, fall, redemption, restoration. And this, you know, this is a big thanks to our friends over at Saturate and other people who have kind of pulled all this together. We've borrowed heavily from that, but it's been really helpful. Uh, but uh, yeah, so creation, fall, redemption, restoration. If you were just to look at the entire Bible and just to say, how would you summarize the narrative arc of the Bible as a whole? And that can be kind of intimidating. You think, well, mm. geez, there's just, I don't even know. I got so much that's going on yeah, here. I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so this is actually really a, a fairly uh, simple and I think very, uh, very clarifying and helpful to think about is, is those four movements, creation, fall, redemption, restoration. And there's different words for these things, but uh, really creation is, you know, God creates and he calls it good. And we see that his order is, is he puts all things into existence. Then the, the order that is there, we learn that not too long after he creates, uh, there, there was the fall of man. There's brokenness that enters brokenness and sin that enters into the picture. And then really the rest of the Bible tells the story of it's pointing to this moment of redemption mm. of like you're saying the Messiah is coming, the Messiah, the savior, the rescuer. Right. And really the rest of the Bible points to all the, the moment in time where God would himself come in the person of Christ and redeem and provide redemption on the cross. And then from there, there's restoration of, of God making all things new. We know that we kind of live right now in the, the already not yet there's been redemption, but there's things aren't fully restored. It, you know, God will one day wipe every tear from our eye. He'll make everything sad, untrue, <laughs> mm. that there's going to be full restoration. Uh, but that's kind of the movement of Scripture, creation, fall, redemption, restoration. And before we jump into kind of how that would inform our story, do you have any thoughts on that? Just the story of God? I mean, one, I just love, like, as, as I'm listening and receiving, which is a tip maybe we can get to at some point of how to listen to the story. Mm, but, but I hear you. I hear, I hear you. you yes. You're heard. You're seen. You're loved. <laughs> um, I just love hearing like the summation of scripture in just a very tangible, has easy handles on it. And it becomes a great framework for how to tell my own story. Yeah. And, and so I just, I affirm that I love that it's so simple. Mm. Um, yeah. Tangible, easy to teach. Like you just did it in two minutes. So way to go. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, just want to thank my mom. Thank <laughs> and the no, award. <laughs> no, it, it's, it, it, we need to break things down. I love like taking things that are complex, making them simple. I needed, I need people to do that for me. Mm -hmm. And really this is great because we all have this longing to be a part of something bigger. And what we're saying here is like that our story is we can say with confidence, our story is a part of the story of God, that it's not just us trying to make things, but, you know, trying to live these lives, get these jobs, you know, to do these things like to, you know, all of whatever it is that consumes our days like that. We are, our lives are on, on the stage of God's show mm -hmm. of what he's doing, what mm -hmm. he's up to. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's important for us to understand the story of God. It sets the context and the framework for how we interpret and how we understand our story. You know, when you think about why is things, why are things so messed up? Why is my life broken? Why, why do I, you know, why am I experiencing all this pain? I mean, you can just look, well, look at the story of God. And that, that also helps us make sense of the pain. We might not answer the why, why we're experiencing, but it's, it can make sense of it. And it also points to a, things aren't always going to be this way. There's going to be one day where everything wrong is made right. right. And so there's hope in that. So it's important for us to approach our story, understanding that it takes place within the context of the story of God. I think a word of, on what you just said too, it goes back to the power and the why of sharing the story. Hmm. So say a little bit about that. Just Good. meaning that I can, I can now walk with somebody through as I listen to their story and, and try and find moments that connect to my story that connect to the bigger story. Mm. And that's just so important when that's happened in my own life with somebody else, or just like sitting across the table, like it's, I, I've walked away from things and people go like, man, you're just like, thanks so much for listening, mm. you know? And all you did was just ask questions about their story. Tell me more about, yeah. tell me more about the fall. How, you know, yeah, there is mystery in that and not cry and correct it, but just try and like mm. understand the story, you know? So I, I just think of that, like a practical one was just thinking of like my neighbor. I told you this off mic, but he was waiting outside my house a few weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he'd been out there for a long time and he just didn't have what the, time of day is this happening? <laughs> well, he did <laughs> hit a mask on and no, I'm just kidding. Um, he, uh, it was like midday okay. and he just didn't have the, he said he didn't have the courage to come and knock on my door. Hmm. And we've had like cordial relationship. We've, you know, been next to each other for four years or so. And he, I opened my garage back out. I was going to go to the grocery store or something. And he waves at me. I wave at him. And then he like knows, Oh no, he's waving me down. <laughs> so oh, nice. very, very different than a wave. <laughs> um, growing in my awareness. <laughs> oh, he's wearing, he's, so he waves me down and then he just starts talking to me and he starts sharing really hard things in his life. He, they've just had a kid. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's without a job right now. Um, he's depressed. Just all these different things. And I just get to listen and ask questions mm-hmm. and, and as I'm listening and asking questions, um, then I can start looking at my own story in, in terms of like creation, fall, redemption, restoration. And I try and walk him through a process to just say, hey, like I've been unemployed too. Mm. And I was unemployed with newborns and it's really hard. And it wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to fix anything in that moment. It was just saying like my story can relate to you and we all of a sudden have this way to connect. Yeah. That I wouldn't have had without mm. a story. And then the beauty of that was then now to connect them to how I walked through that. And it wasn't like, here's the best five practices of how to get your resume going and <laughs> get seen on LinkedIn or whatever. It was like zero <laughs> of that. And it was more like, here's how I walked through it. So very practically, listener, if that's you today, this is the, this mm. is how I got through it was um, Jesus said, pray for daily bread, not monthly bread, not mm. yearly bread. And so there was this very sense of like, do you have what you need today? Yeah. If I think about tomorrow, I'm overwhelmed. If I think about next month, I'm paralyzed. But is there like bread in my cupboard today? And you might go, all I need is five bucks today. And do mm-hmm. I have it? Yes, I do. Or no, I don't. How do I get that five bucks? Mm. Um, and then just a reminder, like he's in you and you're in him. Like, mm. and, and just got to spell out the gospel for him and the good news. 
fun part of the fast forward that conversation wow. a few weeks later, he stops me again. He's in his car. He waves me down again. I now know that he's waving me down, not waving. <laughs> I learned to wave. I learned to beware. <laughs> and he, uh, he goes, man, I said, how's it going? Wow. This job didn't work out still, but I keep telling myself that I'm just reminded that Christ is in me and mm. I'm in him and that's a good place to be. And I was just like the power of story and connectivity like, That's good. It's so good. And connecting him to hope versus like, this is how dumb got through it. <laughs> it's like, no, I connected to the source of hope and that's how we get through it. So that's good. So you, you used your story as an opportunity to really share the gospel. Totally. And that's, I think, so that, that to me is a really cool thing about storytelling specifically our story is that it's not only something that is used for discipleship and discipleship is like where, you know, for me to grow in Christ, to understand my identity. But then now as I share my story, that right there is an evangelistic moment mm. and you're sharing, you're not, maybe not sharing the entire 100% of the story with someone you're saying, Hey, because I listened to you, and there's a, there's a, this, this 10% of my story. I'm going to share that. I'm going to hone in on that. And that's going to be the thread that I use to really put on display God's, his provision in my life, his grace, the gospel reality of Christ in me, me and him. Like you, that was, that's just cool. Like your, your story now becomes the stage for the gospel to, to be played out. Totally. And just for a moment, talk about when you say evangelistic moment, what do you mean by that? Because I ask because some people, some people will hear that and say, well, I don't have the gift of evangelism. Mm. Um, so that's not for me. Or like you said earlier, like, well, I'm not like so well versed in Did I just scripture. Say, is that a triggering word? Evangelism? <laughs> yeah, totally. It's a, bu- it's a buzzword that needs yeah. some definition maybe at, at the very least. So what do you mean yeah. when you're talking about story as it relates to e- an evangelistic moment? I think evangelistic moment is a moment where evangelism happens. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's move on. Uh, uh, that's Twitter <laughs> at... <laughs> No, so I think it's, it, it, when we share our story, evangelism, let me start here. Evangelism is really proclaiming the gospel. Mm. It is sharing good news. And if you think you're not an evangelist, let me, let me say this, you are. <laughs> you are an evangelist for whatever it is that you believe to be good news. Whatever it is that has changed your life, whatever has come in and brought rescue, a sense of relief. I mean, we are all natural born evangelists for the things that, that we value the things that we love, the things that bring life. And that's not a bad thing. We just, we, I think it's all just a, it's a, a shadow of a greater reality mm-hmm. that we, we love good news. Mm-hmm. And when something is good, we cannot help but to talk about it. Dude, the fun dip is amazing. This, you know, <laughs> uh, we can't help but to talk about it. And so the idea here is to, to become so acquainted with the story of God, the, i.e. the gospel mm-hmm. and to understand how God has provided rescue in the midst of my fall, like let's look at creation, fall, redemption, restoration in my own life and to say, wow, look at what God in Christ has done and is doing and to be able to share that. Whatever it is that, that is good news about what Jesus has done or is doing um, in your life, share that. And you, I mean, we, won't, we don't have to say share that because as it's, as we, we experience it as good news, we will not be able to help but to share it, especially when someone's waving us down and asking us, hey, <laughs> like it, it will just it will bubble to the surface. It's going to come. It's, it's a very natural thing because we've been, 
we've been spending time understanding, wow, this is such good news for me. Mm. Can't wait to share it. Mm. So that's what I think about an evangelistic moment. It's not just for me. It's, it's a moment where I'm putting God's grace on display. My story is not about me and my, my story. I'm not like, it's not, my story is about God's grace and his redemption and what he is ultimately, what he's up to in my life. And a part of that is like, look at the things that have been broken. Look at the fall, mm-hmm. the effects of the fall in my life. And look what Jesus has done. Does that answer the question? Yeah. And I, I think that's a great answer. All I would add to that would just be, or not even add to it is just. All you were missing, Matt, is. <laughs> let me just correct everything you just said really quickly. <laughs> I think the cool part about that is with that definition of evangelism, that can happen to the believer and the non-believer. Mm, the that's good. Yeah. So good news being proclaimed. I need that good news on a daily basis, moment by moment basis. So even you sharing your story in our friendship and relationship, um, as years go by and in the moment, depending on where we're at, it's like, man, that's good news for me. Like that's encouraging or that reminds me God's with me in suffering or, you know, so, yeah. And my salvation wasn't in question this moment. At least I don't think it was. <laughs> um, so that's a different cup. Um, but so I, I just think that that's really good to think about that and demystify the sense of like, well, I don't, I don't have like yeah. the right verbiage or the, like the, the, the right plan. I don't have the sign on the street. Mm. Like I can't just, I'm not an extrovert. I can't go talk to everybody. Oh, yeah. And, and so it, I'm not equipped for any of that. And yeah. If we can, if we can just understand that, Jesus is not asking us to go and become someone that we're not. Mm-hmm. He's, he's saying, here's who you are and to live from that place. And so we're not, we're not saying you have to go out and be the, the, you know, I think when we think evangelist, we think of the guy in the street corner with the bullhorn, you know, like yelling and telling people turn or burn. It's You know, there's, there's kind of these, these characters that we, we think of, you know, and really Jesus is saying, no, I'm good news. I'm here. I'm in you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm good news for this very moment that you're facing and for us to, to step into that, to believe that and to share that in that right there, whatever Jesus is up to in your life right now, like that's enough. That's enough. And so when we think of evangelism, let's just really, we're just saying here, we're, we're talking about how Jesus is good news, how he has been, how he's brought redemption. I mean, maybe those things are not even super clear yet, but that's, we have the rest of our lives to really, for God to reveal the ways he's been faithful and how his grace has been enough for us. And so that's what we're saying when evangelism, discipleship, those two different, really it's two sides of the same coin and we need them both. Um, and yeah, but just because once we are a Christian, God has saved us. That doesn't mean evangelism stops. Mm-hmm. No, really the process of discipleship can be really taught, I mean, defined as the process of our hearts being continually evangelized with the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that is what produces growth. So, I love that. Um, so really quick, so we talked about the story of God, that framework, creation, fall, redemption, restoration, and really when it comes down to us now sharing our story, let's just kind of talk about that for a second. Like um, creation, you know, if we were to, to share our story, this is both um, a helpful framework to share your story, but also to be listening mm-hmm. as people are sharing their story. You're listening for these themes as well. And creation really is about our identity, our origin, to think about, you know, when you, when you share your story, you can talk about, man, here's what life was like growing up. Here's the, 
Here's the kind of family I was born into. Here's my relationship with my parents. Here's my relationship with my siblings. Here's, here's where I found um, value, purpose, and meaning as a young kid. So, so it's really it's the childhood. It's the formative years of, of youth. Uh, and then to talk about the fall, like when did life break? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when uh, was our relationship when did we realize our relationship with God and others was not the way that God created it to be? Um, this is where brokenness and blame enter the picture when things fall apart. When, you know, we, we think back to there, maybe there was abuse. There was, um, I don't know, some, some incredibly hard, uh, pain, uh, maybe a loss of all those things. And we think we just, here's where life began to fall apart. And that doesn't have to be everything. It could just be like one moment that we are sharing, uh, but that's the, the really the fall, and that can be a pretty risky thing to share. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when people are sharing their story, it begins to be vulnerable. There, you know, if, I can talk about my home life, my family. Those are just things that that are that are true. But when it comes down to like when life began to when I experienced brokenness, right? Blame like that's where it gets a little risky to begin to share that. But I'd say this is exactly God's plan is for us to share those kinds of things because when we, we, we bring those things out into the open, we learn that no, we're not loved less, but we're loved even more in the telling of it and the telling of our story. Uh, because Dom, I mentioned this earlier that when, if you, when you share your story and I learn little pieces of who you are, especially maybe there's hard, difficult things and we've had those conversations. Mm -hmm. It's not like, L get away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) It's like, Oh my goodness. A, Thank you for trusting me with that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that and trusting me with that piece of your of your story. And now there's more of you to love. And so I, I think it there's got part of the process of sharing our story is to bring things out into the open so that people can love love us well. Uh, redemption is where the you know rescue and deliverance. I mean, this could be just that moment when when the gospel clicked. Mm-hmm. You know, when did the gospel click in your life? When did things? When did Jesus really become good news to you? Um, how did you come to put your trust in him? Um, and yeah, and, and so, and I think also redemption is not just that once upon a time moment where I got saved at camp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, like in what way is redemption being played out, uh, this, in this past week, yeah. how is Jesus good news to you today? Yeah. Um, and then finally restoration, uh, this is that where, where there's hope and there's transformation. Um, and this is, you know, we talk about what has changed or changing, um, in our life and who or what, what's the focus of our, of our life today and how is God bringing about restoration of things that were broken and, and now he has redeemed and bringing about restoration. So it's a kind of a cool framework. So as we share that, as we, as we share our story with, with friends, with family, with um, our neighbors who are waving us down, <laughs> we can, we can use this framework in our mind of like, here, I'm going to, I'm going to, again, we just follow a thread. Maybe it's not the entire story of, of all the different things, but it's the unemployment thread. Right. You know, and you can bring up, you can take that through the grid of creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Hey, man, I, because you can even listen for those themes too of the hope isn't, um, let me give you those five steps to how to get noticed on LinkedIn. Right. (laughs) As helpful as that may be. Right. But that's not the redemption. The redemption is Christ in me. Yeah. And, and the listening piece to that point, it's not the question he was asking. Yeah. He wasn't, how do I boost my resume? (laughs) It was. questions about significance. It was questions about, you know, I think at the end I was like, go into your house and hug your wife. 
like she loves you and is for you. Mm. Go kiss your kid on the head, like, and, you know, celebrate the goodness in that. Like, that's what you needed in that moment. That was the good news in that moment in storytelling to, yeah. re- to relate to them, you know, so. Yeah, that's, um, or, go ahead. While you were talking about that, I, I just want to, for listeners, something that Matt and I did together, I don't know if we've fully completed it, but... Just the idea of sharing story and, and this process of that, and, and it, as a cool resource, maybe we can put in the, the notes, is uh, trueface.org has something called The Journey, and in it, it's um, you pick a partner and you have 10 conversations about areas of your life. Question one, I think, was something about talk about your childhood and, and mm. talk about your family. Yeah. So it goes through those four things that you just talked about, and I think it was really cool even for our friendship, like... We had known each other for a decade and a half by the time we did it. And there was still like new nuggets that we had never learned about each other. Yeah. And to your point, it wasn't like, ew, okay, I don't want to have that conversation anymore. It was like, oh man, I can't wait for the next time we get to have the next conversation. Yeah. So it's so funny too. Cause I think the, it's, isn't it called beyond the mask? Beyond the mask. <laughs> Which is funny. Cause we started this literally right before COVID. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we were wearing the mask the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> The irony. Yes. No, but that's a fantastic resource. Yeah. And there's a, there's all different kinds of uh, resources out there that you can use, but the idea is to lean into curiosity mm-hmm. and these, this, uh, like the one that we did, it offers like some scripted questions yep. and things. So you're not just starting from scratch, but they're all, it's about being known because the process of us, be, you know, our story being told, it means that it's coming out into the light. It's allowing others to love us well, not the fake version of us, not the, the version of us that we, you know, we posture and we pretend to, to be, but no, the real me, the real me, I get to be loved and I get to love you and your, the real you, not the, the, the best version of you. Yeah. And, and again, it, and then it helps me, honestly, it helps me grow in my love of the Lord. Cause I mm. go, wow, look at how he worked in and through your life or, yeah. I can't believe that has happened to you and you're here where you're at now in your understanding and faithfulness with him, you know? So all yeah. of a sudden it's like, wow, I love Matt and I love the Lord now, mm. <laughs> like even more, you know, like that's really cool. Like the power of story doing that. Yeah. It kind of ties back into our episode on uh, affirmation that mm-hmm. the, the sharing of our story, there's the affirmation and confirmation that we can bring to one another and really you know, we, by, by voicing, uh, the, those things, affirming, confirming, and to see what God is doing in, in one another's life, that is really Jesus at work in us yeah. to help form one another and to, to grow us in Christ. Uh, so it's so good. Uh, again, it's, you know, there's a thousand different ways you can share your story there. We just want to offer you at least that one, that mm-hmm. this simple framework. Uh, but Dom, when we're, when we're sharing our story, what are the, as we kind of land the plane here, what are some best practices uh, for sharing our story. Yeah. So the two that come to mind are, this is that if I go back to the story of the neighbor, it's not connecting it to how great Dom is. It's mm. how great Jesus is. So Jesus has to be the hero of the story. Mm. Um, what would, what would, uh, it sound like your with your example, what would it sound like for Dom to be the hero of the story? So I just muscled through and I, uh, bought a resume template and, called conversation and I got on these smart things and I'm so intelligent. And I just went through my Rolodex and <laughs> I did it. I, I did it. Did it. I muscled through and you it. You can do it and too. And I, you can do it too. And you know, so mm. it's not, okay. it's not boot camp. It's, 
like, yeah, it was really painful and it was hard. And I had a lot of questions and there was doubt and mystery and moments that I had a hard time trusting. Um, and what I had to be tethered back to was something that's bigger than me <laughs> and mm. something that uh, has endured longer than I've been alive. And I can see that in the narrative of scripture. So Jesus is a hero and Jesus is enough and he's with me and he was with me the whole time and mm. maintained that. So he's a hero that it wasn't because of my own intelligence and resourcefulness that I made it through that season. It was because he was with me mm. <laughs> and, and so that's the hope that I cling to, you know? So I, I think that's maybe in short how it would look. Okay. Final question. Yep. What do you tell somebody who has testimony envy? <laughs> Cause you know, that's a, that's a thing that happens in the church. It's uh my testimony sucks. <laughs> It's only rated G. (laughs) (laughs) What's your word for that, for that person who's feeling that? And I I felt that at times, like the testimony envy. if I only had their story, then God could use me. Wow. God didn't really do much in my life because I wasn't a drug addict. I lived on the streets and yeah. (laughs) yeah. So I was hooked on candy cigarettes and (laughs) yeah, just like could not get off the fun dip, man, you know? Um, so what I, the best thing I learned, like doing prison ministry, I had a chaplain, uh, mm-hmm. share this with me. Um, so I was in San Quentin and then in San Diego I was doing George Bailey, um, prison ministry. And they just said like, these guys don't need you to be a thug. Like they are, everybody they know is already a murderer, a rapist, uh, whatever. <laughs> like they've already, and they're all here because of that. What? what they are looking for, they're looking at you like you're so weird that you're married to the same person mm-hmm. for all those years. And you actually have a relationship with your kids and you have a bank account and mm-hmm. have held a steady job. And that's like crazy to them. So that's the craziest mm-hmm. testimony to them. So you don't need to be anything beyond what you are. Um, and, that's like actually enough. And what they need in that moment is Mm. to go like, it's possible to like love Jesus and to be a servant and to like, you know, just all these different topics that we would think there's, there's nothing like cool about that. (laughs) And they're just going, that's the craziest story I've ever heard. Like Jesus is with you and you got angry, but didn't take the next step and like run that guy off the road. You know what I mean? Like Hmm. they, they didn't know how to do that. So God, God was with you in all your things. He Mm. gave you the family that he gave you. He gave you the story that he gave you. And his thing wasn't to say, compare that to somebody else's to see if I'm really that good. Yeah. (laughs) Like it was, (laughs) this is your story. Learn how to use your story. Number Mm. one rule of broadcast is know your audience. Mm. So tell your story and know your audience and find places of connectivity with them and, and find how, man, that's God's goodness that you grew up in a family that stayed together why would you envy like the family that didn't, <laughs> you know, like, mm. it's kind of weird to think about <laughs> like, well, I, you know, I never was addicted to anything. It's like, but that's God's grace in your life. Like, yeah, that's we, good. we don't, we, we tend to see like, okay, the people who are, had the addictions, they were in jail. They were the, you know, whatever it is like we give them the mic and they're the ones on stage. And so they're the ones who get, you know, get the accolades and like, that's the testimony. Look that how powerful God is. Yeah. yeah. Look how powerful and, and dude, hundred percent. That's amazing to see God bring life out of death and to take into you know, rescue and redeem somebody in that who's stuck in those addictions and that, um, that world. But we have to understand that, 
God's story of his preservation of you, his protection of you, that you are a trophy of his grace. Wherever you at, wherever you are at, whatever you have done or not done to, to look back and say, what is it that God has, has, has been up to in my life and look at while praise God for the way that he preserved me, that he protected me, that his grace was enough. And it met me in that moment. It kept me from all of these things I, I could have gone down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that is a story that needs to be told as well. And again, what we've, what we've laid out here too, is not just the once upon a time story of like our upbringing and what we call quote unquote, our testimony, but that our ongoing story of God. So his redemption his, his continued restoration in our life. Like how is Jesus good news today? Mm. So, uh, there's, there's, and again, like you said, know your audience and to know our story. No, okay. Here we go. Know the story of God Yeah. to know our story mm-hmm. and to under, to know the audience mm-hmm. and then to begin to share our story in context with what God has been up to in their life. And believe me, God, he, he has a way of, of doing that and orchestrating those things. Love it. So, all right, man. Uh, any final thoughts as we land the plane? No, just to, to reaffirm, start sharing your story, hmm. start learning your story, grow and becoming a student of God's story and how your story fits into that and take a next step. We're all evangelists. It's a great word, Matt. We're all hmm. evangelists and it's time to start sharing good news yeah. that lasts and endures. <laughs> and that's the goodness of the gospel of Jesus. That's good. Share good news, share your story, but also share with us uh, any, ooh, any feedback or any comments, questions that you have, uh, all caps encouragement that you might have <laughs> for us. Uh, we'd love to hear you, from you. I see you. <laughs> Twitter.com slash grow, love, live pod, or hit us up via email, grow, love, live at Gmail. Yeah. And uh, another one in the books. Yeah. So good being with you, Dom, and with all you listeners. Until next time. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Love you guys. Love you, bro. Love you too.